millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Tales of... What? My name is Luke Condor and this is my what. This podcast is a bizarro fiction thing. A podcast showcasing the weirdest side of storytelling. On the last episode, I talked about the British Bizarro community. And today we have a full-length story from one of the key figures in that acid jazz sandcastle, Madeleine Swan. I interviewed Madeleine Swan on BizarroCentral.com a few months ago. Here is how I introduced her. Legend has it that if you go to the English coastline with a picnic basket, take out a fresh pot of tea maybe some new Bizarro books and a fresh stack of YouTube channels, a wild Madeline Swan might just appear. She might just float down to your little picnic, drink your tea, read your books, watch your videos, and then promptly kick you in the face. She'll giggle as she dances your skull into a tasty psychedelic passata. So the legend goes. Madeline has a few great books out there, but the one I'd recommend starting with is Fortune Box. The only reason I'd recommend that one is because that's the one I've read and I very much enjoyed it. Uh, but the others are probably fantastic too. I'm very confident in that. But head over to madelineswan.wordpress.com to follow her work, blog, and also check out her YouTube channel. Today's story is narrated by Alexandra Elroy, who I think you'll find, I think you will agree very shortly that she is a very, very talented narrator and puts a lot of um, words in her narration. It's fantastic, really. Uh, okay, so I, w- I won't linger for too long. Today's story is Fingerprints on the Blind Tour, written by Madeline Swan and narrated by Alexandra Elroy. Billy always woke first, giving her extra time to worry about rape and her. She always checked her phone, heading straight for Twitter. Today, all the moments were in Italian, so at least there were no shrieking headlines or arguments to read through. She still searched the tweets of those she followed, though, to see if anyone mentioned them. Each new perpetrator or speaker of misjudged comments, their unsuspecting publicity shot framing an accusation, filled her fear, rage, and crushing doom. Each new... Hashtag so-and-so is over party and hashtag so-and-so is cancelled tweet was a tiny tentacle pulling her down into the filthy depths. Anyone with resentment could make claim against anyone. It was a witch hunt. Was it? She'd think that for a few seconds before reading the accuser's words and feeling like the worst person alive for doubting. 
No. It wasn't a witch hunt, it was revolution. Things were changing for the better, this was necessary. She had plenty of hashtag me too stories of her own, from the man who pinched her 14-year-old behind at the swimming pool to sexual harassment at work, to the boyfriend who woke her up humping her. Several times. She still burned with anger at that. No, this was more like the English Civil War than a witch hunt. Sure, some Puritans might take things too far, but the majority of people just wanted equality. But didn't she belong among the accused? No, with the accusers. But... Round and round she went like this every morning, and today was no different, despite not being able to read news stories. She looked down at Sam's serene, sleeping face and boiled with jealousy. He could sleep through a nuclear war. Immediately, she felt bad and thanked whatever made them go to the same cafe every Sunday morning five months ago. The hole she had fallen down was so dark she couldn't see the signposts, as her mother would have said, and she decided to get a nice man to protect her from herself. And there he was. Sam. Torch in hand. He invited her in like a stray cat didn't pull back when she cried without explanation or ask in harsh tones what the matter was now. He didn't question her when she went out all night or hid her phone when reading certain texts. She, in turn, held on to him tightly, keen to block out the previous night's kisses with strangers, or worse. Sam's eyes fluttered open. Hello. Billy pulled him close. I'm like a weird pirate, he said. Billy frowned in confusion before noticing her boob covering his eye. They laughed and kissed. Billy enjoyed his musty smell. I could sit on your shoulder like a parrot and say, ah, and stroke my hair every time I tell people to walk the plank. He got up to check the itinerary. A feasy gallery this morning, fairy, he said, using a pet name as naturally as a given one. Okay, she grumbled unwillingly leaving the hotel bed and pulling her clothes on. He admonished her while she danced about like a child, but he was laughing. When she was finally ready, he unfurled his blind stick and they headed onto the bay street of Florence. They passed market stalls selling colourful scarves and trinkets and sign after sign of Renaissance exhibitions. She felt the art seep into her pores and replace her toxic blood. She gripped Sam's hand and he smiled at her so sweetly that she almost burst into tears. Get a grip, she told herself. When did you become such a sap? She ignored the voice reminding her that she had always been a sap, and no amount of pretending otherwise would change that. Shall I check where the gallery is? No, we'll find it. Florence isn't too big. I'll look. Billy pulled her phone from her pocket, trying to appear casually curious, a free spirit, not a person who panicked at the mere thought of aimless wandering. She couldn't help it. She went onto Twitter first. She scrolled for a few moments, then stopped, horror shooting through her. The girl was there. Her tweet, hanging 
like rotten fruit among flowers. A retweet by a mutual friend. She was back. What had she said? Thursday morning picked me up, above a picture of a fruit smoothie. Billy wanted to go back to the room. No, she wanted to go back to England. No, she wanted to die. All right. Yeah. She found the Uffizi and dropped a pin, slipping her arm through Sam's and leading him through the plaza, past statues of gods and biblical characters. They located the entrance and joined the queue, eventually arriving at some marble stairs. Billy guided Sam onto the first step. Scusa, called a voice, and Billy didn't catch the rest. A woman in uniform stood by a lift and she caught on, guiding Sam towards her. That was handy, said Sam, once they reached the top. And Billy almost burst into tears at how innocently happy he was. He was pure, his life unblemished. She squeezed his arm and laid her head on his shoulder. They wandered slowly through a room filled with beautiful nude women and stern royalty when another gallery worker approached them. If you like, we can lead you on a special tour where you can touch certain statues. He glanced down at Sam's stick. Oh, it's fine. I can see a small tunnel in front of me. Billy tried to back him up, but the man, urgently in his need to help, didn't seem to hear. Okay then, said Sam. And Billy thought if she stared at him hard enough, he would hear her objections. He didn't. And pulled on the white gloves handed to him. They were trapped in their own politeness. This way. He led them to the first statue, a woman lying on her side. He seemed so pleased Billy couldn't bear to disappoint him. Awkwardly, Sam followed his instructions, reaching out and caressing a statue he could see perfectly well. The guide read out the plaque beneath. On they went, to the next, traipsing past staring visitors, Billy's shoes echoing off the walls and floor, until they reached a nude marble man. Again, Sam reached out to the marble figure. Billy sidled up beside him and leaned into his ear. Just touch their dicks, you might think we're weird and leave. Shh! Sam fought against laughter, his face turning red. Guiltily, he continued, his concentration doubling. The guide was still reaching the carved text and Billy held in a sigh. How long was this going to go on for? Should they say something after all? She opened her mouth to speak when Sam's phone beeped in his pocket. It was the Twitter noise. Billy let go of his arm, afraid he would notice her fear. She clasped her hands, her knuckles turning sickly pale. No, she said, stopping him from reaching for it. Look after when we're finished. Okay. He kissed her nose. Sorry, fairy. She hoped he didn't notice the tears threatening to erupt. The tour continued, the guide reading words they had both already read, describing statues they could both see. Sam looking as politely bored as before, Billy wanting it to continue forever. Here, locked in the boredom of a useless tour, she was safe. Sam wouldn't read the message that had to be from the girl, and Billy's life wouldn't change in horrific ways. Images flashed in her mind, going home with the girl, a friend of a friend after meeting in a club. 
the girl making the first move. No, she'd made the first move. Had she? She didn't know. For hours, they'd sloppily tried to make each other orgasm, too drunk to feel much of anything, but the girl was beautiful and Billy had just enjoyed looking at her. Eventually, they both collapsed beside each other, giggling, before falling into an alcoholic slumber. The next morning, the girl had insisted she had too much to do for Billy to hang around, and they barely looked at each other. Still, she thought nothing of it until weeks later, as she walked home from work. The girl was parked in her car, and she noticed Billy in her rearview mirror, and turned to look out her open window. That look was branded on Billy's eyelids. The outrage in the parted lips, the accusation in her stare, the horror and confusion it stirred in Billy. From that point on, her life was over. They never saw each other again and the girl disappeared from Twitter. But now, she was back. Looming over them was a stone-bearded man, or at least that's what Billy had thought. When Sam moved his hand, though, she saw a fingerprint. Careful, careful, she pointed. That one's not ready yet. Sam looked up, lip curled in amusement. That's right, he said in the voice they used when pretending the other was a simpleton. It hasn't been left in the oven long enough, has it? Billy pretended to laugh, but her body shook as he left more and more handprints neither he nor the guide seemed to notice. The same thing happened at the next, and the next, the sculpted arm of a baby in its mother's embrace noticeably lowered. Do you see? Billy couldn't finish, instead pointing lamely at the drooping limb. What, sweetheart? Ah, nothing. Sam turned back and the baby's arm dropped to the floor with a wet clay slap. Billy stared at the grey puddle on the floor. She wanted to talk to scream, to tell him everything right from the start. Are you okay? Sam was at her side, hands on her shoulders, looking into her eyes. They were so soft and kind. She didn't deserve him. It took her a few seconds to realize she toppled into the wall. I've got to take her back, the guide agreed, face stern with worry. I'll show you their way back. Sam started after him, his hand in hers. Billy didn't move. Come on. She was trying to stay calm. She could tell. It's okay. She shuffled slowly after him. The guide led them to the lift, Sam holding her tightly all the way down. Billy clutched his arm certain she was leaving nail marks and not caring. The door slid open and they made their way through double doors into a long, silent corridor. Dust sprinkled into the air with every step, and paintings covered in white cloths or brown paper leaned against the walls. The smell of old attics tickled Billy's nose hairs, reminding her of happier times, reading her book in the loft as a child. On they went, the end of the world waiting just outside. It was so quiet. She couldn't even hear the people in the main queue, wherever they were. On and on they trudged, eyes forward. The dust settled, 
no longer choking the air, as if their feet had no weight in the lungs and no breath. The smell faded, and Billy walked taller, her heart slowing. She was no longer afraid. The guide didn't look back, didn't speak, just kept walking and they kept following. She slipped her arm through Sam's. He didn't turn to her or acknowledge it, but she didn't mind. She didn't care if they never spoke again, as long as they were here, where it was safe. They kept walking. They kept walking. I hope you enjoyed today's story. Fingerprints on the Blind Tour was written by Madeline Swan, narrated by Alexandra Elroy, with music by Chris Zabrisky and Ira Ratz. Be sure to head over to madelineswan.wordpress.com for more of Madeline's stories. Be sure to check out Alexandra on my other podcast, The Other Stories, a weekly short horror sci-fi thriller and thriller and WTF podcast. You can check out more of my work at www.lukecondor.com, and that's Condor of K, K-O-N-D-O-R. Or you can support me and my efforts at patreon.com forward slash Luke of Condor. And that's K-O-N-D-O-R. Also be sure to check out more bizarre fiction. Like I said on a previous episode, there's a ton of great weirdness out there waiting for you to rub your face right in it. Uh, so yeah, that's that's this episode. Another one in the bag. Waiting to pop back out. Bye.